Hi, this is Samantha and welcome to the Layman's Doctor podcast where we're bringing medicine home. Today I have with me Gavin Goff. I'm so excited to have you here to record with me. I, I can't believe this is happening. Um, you know, the Gavin Goff, big man in Jamaica. Um, you mind introducing yourself, Gavin? Hi, I'm Gavin. Um, thanks for having me, Samantha. I'm Gavin Goff. I'm a lawyer. Um, and I... Um, 40 years old. Well, you're not just a lawyer. Don't you have like some special letters behind your name? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, that's just, that's not, that's so, that's, that's so mundane. <laughs> but yes, I'm a lawyer. I am a partner at my law firm, Astrid and Gordon. Um, and I do a lot of litigation. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's not why we're here today. Um, I know Gavin from Twitter. Um, if you ever hear me talk, I love Twitter. Twitter is a great place for me. It's where I've met a lot of people. Um, it's a great place to make some connections. So I know Gavin through Twitter and Gavin shares on his Twitter a lot. Shares not just about law, not just really funny jokes. Re- First it was like puns, but no, it's dad jokes. Yeah. So if if I want, it, they, they always make me laugh. I'm not going to say They always make me laugh because I love corny Kind of lame, that jokes. (laughs) But recently, or not so recently, uh, you shared with Twitter and by by extension the whole of Jamaica and some other countries that you adopted a child. (laughs) And that's something that I know a lot of persons want to know more about and are interested in, and especially how to go about it in Jamaica. (laughs) So just tell us a little bit about that. Right. Well, it was my wife and I who um, who decided to adopt. Um, we had been thinking about it for a long time, um, and I must say that we were we had our own reservations and concerns, as mm-hmm. most people would have, about making that kind of decision. Um, so it wasn't an easy decision at all to make. I mean, some of the concerns you have about, you know, as we say in Jamaica, getting a puss in a bag, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> All the all the the issues that can be um, you know included in it and the long waiting list and um, complications. What if the child has an illness or mm-hmm. a disability or a handicap? I mean, there are we went through the full range of, um, of of questions and concerns and fears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, you know we got a telephone call. We first of all let people know that we were um, interested in adopting. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by people? Because I mean, I don't think a lot of us know the the procedure of how yeah. to go about adoption. So, um, did you go to a home? Was it somebody you knew? Sure. Well, you know, there are two different ways of doing adoption. You can do it through the state, mm-hmm. and you can do it um, as a private arrangement, mm-hmm. um, which is later on then sanctioned by the state. Okay. Um, so we had chosen that we wanted to do a private arrangement, mm-hmm. which would later on be um, sanctioned by the state. Okay. And what that means is that you need to be put in touch. You need to find somebody who is willing to give up their child for adoption. Okay. Um, and that can be whilst the person is pregnant or even after they've given birth. There's no really limitation on it. Okay. But people who tend to want to have children, who want to adopt children from birth, mm-hmm. tend to go the route of private. private. Because under the state um, um, process, um, one, the list is very long 
people wanting to get newborns uh-huh. and they don't give you children who are younger than six six weeks six weeks old okay so for those reasons um people sometimes if they can will try to to do a private adoption and then later have it sanctioned by the adoption board so you know we put the word out there to people who may know and may come in contact with people who um, are thinking about adoption mm-hmm. um, so that would include you know doctors nurses mm-hmm. um, people who are in the um, public sector, you know, whether it's welfare officers or... So basically persons who would interface with pregnant yes, mothers right. um, who maybe um, either they may not want to carry the child or rather not carry, but may not want to keep the child or can't afford to keep That's the right. child That's and right. are willing to give them to... So- give them I don't even know if I can... I don't know the language. I feel, yeah, I feel okay. like I'm tiptoeing, but... Politically correct. Yeah, I'm trying to be politically correct, you know. Because I don't want it to sound like a present or some, it's a child, it's right, a huge right. decision. But, right. okay. So we put the message, put the word out there, and mm-hmm. then we got a call. We got a call from someone who said that they'd met um, someone who had just in passing conversation said that they wanted to give up their child for adoption. At that point in time, they didn't know if they were having a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. And so we were contacted, and, you know, we met with the mother, um, and we... You know, after sharing our experiences and getting to know the mother a little bit more, and we decided that we were, you know, ready to, you know, take the leap, and we made sure that we set out the you know, obligations that we would have mm-hmm. and things that we would not be doing. For instance, it's very important that you avoid anything that looks like trafficking in humans, and mm-hmm. so you can't really be paying somebody for their child. But there is a, an area in which you can offer some kind of assistance okay. in the process. Because, I mean, if we watch movies, a lot of times, movies either about adopting from someone or having a surrogate, right. which I don't think we have kind of a legal framework. We don't have the right legal framework. Um, they, they often pay for visits or, right. um, you know, just taking care of the mother while right. they're carrying a the child. Right. So do you think, do you mean things like that? Things like that, right. Okay. So, I mean, we, we, we bore all the expenses um, for... Um, her doctor mm-hmm. and for her hospital um, in terms of prenatal care mm-hmm. um, and even postnatal care we mm-hmm. took care of that as well um, the monies that she would have earned had she been working you know essentially the equivalent of maternity leave we paid okay. for that as well so we tried to make sure that um, the, the 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 biological mother was taken care of as much as possible and within the boundaries of what the law permits mm-hmm. um, and then yeah when the um, I remember very clearly the night that uh, she went into labor um, because they wouldn't allow me onto the board yeah. because I'm not the father and nor was I going to represent myself as being the, the father of this uh-huh. child. So they wouldn't allow me onto the board. So she was there by herself, but she was calling me all through the mm-hmm. night. You know, she was in so much pain. And she, I mean, I really felt as if I was... A you bi- were there. <laughs> I really felt <laughs> as if I was there. Was your um, wife able night. to go inside? No, she wasn't able to go inside either, you know, okay. at the time. So it was really one of those things where we had to um, essentially, you know, be by remote mm-hmm. um, monitoring the, the birth of who would eventually be our child. Um, so it was one of those nights, you know, I'll never forget that night. And then, you know, about, I think it was about three in the morning um, or four in the morning, we got the message that he had arrived, you know, um, and... Um, we couldn't wait until morning, you know. We mm-hmm. were actually able to go and visit and, and, and see 
or son. So did you still have to wait that six weeks um, time to actually have him physically? No, we took him home straight from the hospital. Okay. Right. I mean, the doctors and the nurses were very clear mm -hmm. that they weren't handing the baby to us. They were handing the baby to the biological mother. And then she in And turn. then she could in turn okay. could hand it over to us. So okay. they weren't recognizing us as having anything okay. to do with this child. I, I know from my experience on the labor ward that um, when they have the registration, um, it's usually, you know, the mother's name and whoever they choose the father. Well, not whoever they choose the father <laughs> yeah. to be, but yes, whoever the father is. So it, there is a, is, there ends up being a change of, does a birth certificate get changed? Right. Well, in this case, mm -hmm. um, we had worked at all out in advance with the biological okay. mother. So mm -hmm. we had agreed that she would put the biological father's name on the birth certificate mm -hmm. and that she would give um, him the name that we chose. Okay. Including the surname. Because okay. you can put whichever surname you wish. Really? Um, yes, that's one thing that a lot of people don't know. That, you know, if... <laughs> I could just give my child... You could give your child another any last name. last name you wish. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, so he was born with our surname. Mm -hmm. um, and the name that we had um, selected. Um, and so we didn't have to do any... When the formal paperwork was done, we didn't have to do any of that. But we took him home straight from the hospital, mm -hmm. and that was not under a court order or anything of that nature, but that was just based on our agreement with the biological okay. mother. And then after that, so then we were able to essentially bypass that whole six-week waiting period. But we did have to wait at least six weeks before we could put in the application okay. for the adoption. So um, what about the well baby visits? and Because um, I know, I can't remember the schedule because I haven't done pediatrics as yet, but I know at least at six weeks I have to go back. So you guys are the ones carrying him for the yeah, visit? Yeah, so we took him for all his um, his visits um, his, mm -hmm. to his pediatrician. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, you know, doing very, very well. And as part of the um, adoption process, you do have to fill out uh, medical reports, not only mm -hmm. for the child, but for yourselves. Really? So, yeah, the, the adoptive parents also need to have medicals done um, and have a doctor sign off to say that they are also healthy. Um, and there are a whole host of additional tests, mm -hmm. you know, blood tests, HIV, AIDS, um, um, a whole range of tests which are required under the um, okay. under their, the laws and guidelines for um, the adoptive baby to, to be done. And so as part of that entire process, so they're checking out your health, they're checking mm -hmm. out your, your home, so they come and do a visit of your home. Okay. And do an inspection, every single room um, they go through and make sure. They want to know about your finances. They want to know about your your, your background, your social uh -huh. background, um, your um, religious um, inclinations and, and, mm -hmm. and um, your affiliations. Um, they want to know about your income and mm -hmm. they want to be investigating all of that. So it's a really, really in-depth process. Um, you also have to have references. So they want to make sure that you are you know, fit and proper people to be in okay. charge of somebody else's child. Okay, yeah. that's... It sounds, it really sounds like a robust process. Yeah. And it really sounds like you kind of just, you were just a little bit lucky <laughs> to, to just have someone saying passing and then mm -hmm. um, kind of like, you know, it just kind of, it aligned, it was a blessing. Mm -hmm. um, but for just, just listening to your story, mm -hmm. it sounds like they may have some room for improvement mm -hmm. in terms of the entire how it, how the process went about. Um, I don't know if you know much about going through the state, yep. but uh, um, I want to hit on the private one first. Mm -hmm. You said that you went around by basically putting the word out there, yes. right? Um, do you think there's a space 
or there there might be a need that can kind of match persons who want to go through a private process. Say, you know, persons who want to adopt can. I don't. I don't want to say it like a like like a, a, like, like, a, like a service. Yeah, you know <laughs> that that matches people mm-hmm. to people um, versus versus having to put the word out there because I can very easily see if I'm, for example, interfacing a lot of um, mothers or pregnant women who may not may not necessarily have ever thought about adoption, mm-hmm. but realistically they can't necessarily afford mm-hmm. um, to manage a child. And they may not even know that there are persons out there who might be looking mm-hmm. to adopt, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we have to be careful with that because, mm-hmm. you know, it that can take you down a slippery slope of human trafficking. Okay, yeah. that's true, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, there are provisions mm-hmm. in the law which speak about... Um, um, especially people who want to charge to arrange for an mm-hmm. adoption to take place. That's absolutely overlawed. Yeah. Um, so it would have to be an, an agency or something that is heavily regulated mm-hmm. um, to make sure that it's all above board. But yeah, the, the fact is that right now it's happening, you know, very much word of mouth and yeah. very much in an informal way. Um, and it probably could be, you know, improved in a sense. But the actual process itself, even though it is long, I mean, through the state. It sounds very thorough. It is thorough. And I mean, you know, when sometimes when I tell people what we had to go through, they mm-hmm. say, boy, I don't know if I could go through all that. But, you know, when you compare it to carrying a child for nine yeah. and a half months or whatever it is, it's 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 <laughs> it's I'm, nothing in comparison. I'm not going to beat the, the process because yeah. it is another human's life. That's right. And it makes sense. You want the person who wants to adopt this child to... To not be someone who wants to take advantage of the situation. Right. You know, they want a good home, one that they can grow up in, um, yes. and they can provide for them. Um, so in terms of the state, is it that if I'm pregnant, um, I don't want I don't want to keep this child, do I have to give it give the child up to the state first and then the state um someone on the list adopts the child or no, you can, if it's a private arrangement, you can simply indicate on the, on the form mm-hmm. that you already have identified okay. a child. But say I haven't, I haven't done that. And you said that the list is long, especially for newborns. For newborns, So yes. is it that, is that newborns who are in a state home or, I don't know, like, do I just go to, I don't know what the, 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 the agency is called. I just go to them and say, hey, I want to give my child up for adoption. Right. Can you help me find somebody? Right. So, I mean, it could be in relation to children in state homes or it mm-hmm. could be in relation to children who are still with their biological parents okay. um, whilst the process is, is, is going through. So there are a number of different ways it can, it mm-hmm. can take place. Um, but yes, if you are interested, if, you, if you're not um, keen on having a, a newborn and you're open to having a child who's already you know, three, four years old, mm-hmm. then the wait is much shorter. Oh, okay. And the wait is much shorter for older children. It sounds, I don't know if it sounds bad to say, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm going to say what everybody's thinking. Most persons would prefer to have a newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that we see in TV shows, we see it in the news, not necessarily news, but we see it in documentaries all the time. Mm-hmm. Most persons would rather to have a new baby. Um, but three to four years old, 
Yes, the weight is shorter, but I can I can I, it, I can see why it's shorter, mm-hmm. and it's very sorry to say, mm-hmm. sorry to sorry to it's hard to think about, you know. You know, I'm very open about saying that I want to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it's really easy to to just love children, mm-hmm. whether they're biologically yours or not, and you're very open mm-hmm. about the fact that your son is adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? I'm not going to ask you if you plan on telling him because, I mean, once he's old enough to go on social media, <laughs> yes. he's, he's going to be like, Dad, what? <laughs> he's good yeah, I I was talking to maybe one of, I think one of my guests before I was recording, I was telling him about the guests that I plan to ha- um, have on the show and they follow you on Twitter, they see on Twitter and he, and he said, what, that little baby that he posts is adopted? <laughs> That's not his baby, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's the case, you know, when married couples get together, yeah. they kind of start looking, looking like each other. Yeah. You know, maybe that happens with the kids. <laughs> but <laughs> they were very surprised. So I feel like if you had decided to keep it a secret, a secret yeah. it could have it could have happened. But what made you choose not to keep it a secret? Um, that's a good question. Um, part of it is that I don't think you can really keep something like that a secret in mm-hmm. Jamaica. You know, I mean, all of a sudden you show up. <laughs> You know, with a newborn baby not having been pregnant for mm-hmm. nine months, people tend to figure yeah. it out. Because I, I follow I follow your wife, you know, and yes. I follow you on Instagram too. And, you know, you see nice carnival pictures <laughs> and then nine months later, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and in between, like five months before, four months before, you're seeing flat tummy, oh, yeah. nice pictures. And you're like, okay, so where did this baby come yeah. from? Yeah, precisely. You know? So, I mean... You know, we and we actually only had about um, uh, a few, you know, maybe two months' notice that we were going to be adopting, mm-hmm. or that this baby was going to be um, coming into our life. So we couldn't have done what some people do and you know, shut down their Instagram accounts, just disappear, and just disappear for a while and make it seem, you know, we didn't have that look. I think it would have been hard for you guys too, because you, both of you, are not necessarily celebrities, but fairly well known, okay. um, based on your professions and. I mean, your wife is in a newspaper quite a few times. So maybe if if, maybe if it were you, you know, but not your wife. I don't I don't think I don't think. But part of it as well is that, you know, there really is Mm -hmm. um, a stigma. Yes. Yes. And I mean, even even in our case, the biological mother was telling us um, about people in her family and in Mm -hmm. her community who were. Um, really, really um, criticizing her very harshly for having given up her child for adoption. Okay. And this, 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 this woman already had three children, mm-hmm. um, and she was not even thirty years old yet. Mm-hmm. So, even though there was a obviously a financial um, struggle and she was unable to cope, mm-hmm. her family was still very, very critical of her for giving up the children. So, part of the reason why we wanted to be open about it is that we wanted to confront this. Okay. Um, we wanted to, you know, um, be part of that that dialogue, so that people can can hopefully, or we can contribute hopefully to mm-hmm. changing people's mindsets about um, even giving up your child. You know, it's especially coming from a culture like ours where, you know, it's adoption is seen almost as in the same light as an abortion. You know, people say mm-hmm. you don't dash your belly, and people say yeah. you don't give away your picnic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you try to find a way to make ends meet, no matter what, no matter if the child um, has to suffer in the process. Yeah. So part of it is having that conversation about why why do we have to do that? Why do we have mm-hmm. to um, um, 
encourage this kind of hardship and sack and, and suffering, you know, in the name of, um, you know, keeping biology them. and keeping yeah. your biological children with you. You know, so we certainly wanted to make sure that we didn't contribute to the, the stigma. Okay. And so we're very open about it. I can see where, I mean, I can only see as far as my own circle yeah. with this, um, extending to my own Twitter feed, where a lot of times speaking about um, adoption has come up. Mm-hmm. And um, when I speak about it, a lot of women especially mm-hmm. are open about the fact that they want to adopt mm-hmm. as well. And for various reasons, you know, and it's mostly the women I mm-hmm. see. I think I, I think that men usually are hesitant. I remember speaking to a friend of mine. I said, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in carrying a child biologically. Mm-hmm. I really want to adopt. And they're like, why? You come off of my list right there, you know. <laughs> and it's a reality that you have to face. Like, if you're someone who is steadfast mm-hmm. in in adoption, then mm-hmm. it can be difficult to find a partner. When you have to face that, and when you look at some of the reasons why women have to um, adopt or may want to adopt, you have to think about difficulties with getting pregnant. You know, each some of, a lot of them shared that you know they don't want to go through the trouble, or they may have various gynecological problems that might affect them, and this is why that's happening. And just just from a personal just from my personal point of view it's almost it's it's just that i don't i don't want the option <laughs> of adoption um gives me some gives me a form of freedom where i don't have to think about my biological clock and then with my own personal health i don't have to think about the risks associated with getting pregnant um and I don't have to necessarily think about uh, just all those various factors that might affect me, whether physically, emotionally, or otherwise, mm-hmm. you know. But then when you have on the flip side, you kind of have a culture where every man wants a youth mm-hmm. and them don't want a jacket mm-hmm. and all those things. It's, it can be hard to find mm-hmm. a partner, um, I guess, in our context. I'm not mm-hmm. so sure about anywhere else mm-hmm. that, that is open. So I really like the fact I only know a few persons who are adopted. A lot of them, it's more in family adoption, you know, mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. you know, and you had a, your mother had a child, had you, your mother had you, and then your auntie take care of you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's very informal. I've seen cases where it has been a formal adoption as well. But we very rarely talk about a stranger to stranger type of adoption. Mm-hmm. So... When do you when do you plan to tell him? You know, you know, I don't know. Um, the <laughs> fact is that um, we have to be conscious of the fact that mm-hmm. um, it is out there in the in the yeah. public space, and I certainly don't want somebody else to tell him. Yes, before we do. So we haven't made a decision yet in terms of an age, mm-hmm. but um, I think it probably will be relatively early. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that you know we are there's a lot of material out there that yeah. you can read up on in terms of how one went to do it mm-hmm. so you know we, we look forward to that you know with a little trepidation but you know we know that we're going to have to do it absolutely. yes um i'm just i'm just thinking about in this cuz in social media even mm-hmm. kids are using it kids have their own instagram pages mm-hmm. and it's very easy if you're starting school that uh, 
the kids might know that they're adopted and anything can happen. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, that's not your real dad. It might not mean anything hard, but what yeah, you can imagine yes, exactly. hearing that. Uh, Feeling different is really one of the concerns yeah. we have. And, you know, kids can be really cruel yeah. sometimes when you're confronted with different people. Mm-hmm. So. But you have definitely, you and your wife have definitely yeah. shown the capacity of love. Yeah. Um, because I, I can't... Just looking on on the page, on your pages, on your social media pages, I don't see how you're loving. I don't think you're loving him any different than you would love a child, um, a biological, a biological child. child. And that's and I think that's part of it. Also important for us to mm-hmm. be open about it, um, because you know, and I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of anybody who has ever regretted adopting. Mm-hmm. A child that you may think before you have adopted that mm-hmm. you know you don't know if you could love this child the same way mm-hmm. as a biological one or you don't know if they at the end of the day i don't know a single person who has ever regretted it you will love that child and you will yeah. love that child i think um in the same way that you would love your own biological child which may not be um <laughs> as much as you think or it may be even actually more than you ever thought because uh-huh. in my case for instance um, I, I I couldn't even imagine my life without Julian. So it's 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 certainly by far mm-hmm. um, one of the best decisions that we have ever made, and it's something that you know we are we are very very proud to share. Yes, and you know, we, in due course, hopefully we'll get him a sister. So. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so maybe we're okay. not even done yet. Okay. Not even done yet. So. I I'm excited to. So to anybody see listening to this podcast. <laughs> You know, you know? <laughs> that is. Just remember us. Yes, <laughs> I, I, wow, it's it's really a pleasure seeing Julian grow because oh, I remember yes. seeing him from when he was a baby, oh, and yeah. now he's like over <laughs> one years old. Yeah, he's almost two. Wow, it's and walking and jumping and just it's it's really it's really. I can say that I've definitely been. I don't even want to say inspired, but more empowered to talk openly about how I feel and not be, and not, and not kind of waver, Mm -hmm. especially when I get the, those things like, oh, when you get older, you're going to get over it or just wait till you, you know, your ovaries start tinging, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's really, I don't think I speak for myself when it's been an inspiring thing to watch. Um, I'm real, you know, that's part of, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's something I want to share with you, which actually I haven't shared on the social media, um, which is that just a few years ago, I was in that same position where I was like, I would never adapt. It's not for me. Just a few years ago. Wow. And what actually ended up happening um, is that our good friends in, 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 in Florida, um, who we've known since high school, um, they wanted to adopt mm-hmm. um, and they um, were contacted um, by uh, people out here who, mm-hmm. or someone out here who was willing to give up their child. Um, but the challenge was, was that the child wouldn't be able to enter the United States until the paperwork had been finalized. And so the child needed somewhere to stay mm-hmm. for, you know, however long it took. Mm-hmm. And so we fostered. Okay. And that was our first experience um, with a child at all. Um, and so we, what we thought was going to be fostering a child for maybe three or four months ended up just fostering the baby for almost a year and a half. 
Wow. Yeah, and it was that I, experience, you know, of being a foster dad mm-hmm. um, uh, that really just completely changed the perspective on, on what it means to be a father to somebody who is not biologically yours. Okay. And to this day, I mean, he's my godson, and I um, we stay in touch very mm-hmm. regularly. And, you know, it is, the love, for him, the love I have for him is, again, just as if he was um, my son. Wow. So it's one of those things that sometimes it takes a particular circumstance mm-hmm. for you to change your mindset or for your eyes to be opened. Um, so, you know, if people are of a particular mindset that, you know, they don't think adoption is yeah. for them, you know, that's okay. There is, you know, no judgment in that. Mm-hmm. And that might actually be the best position for you. But don't close your mind off to yeah. it because things happen. Life has a way of coming at you really, mm-hmm. really fast. And and when it does, you, know, you need to be ready for, for, for what happens. And definitely don't condemn others yes. for making that choice. I'm glad you brought up fostering because I know that since recently they've been making it much more public, the fostering yes. system that we have and, you know, bringing home a child for Christmas yes. and just fostering in general. So I really want to take the time to, if you're if you're not, to encourage persons who may not necessarily be ready to mm-hmm. commit to adoption but they may want to open their home whether or not they have children already mm-hmm. or their children have grown and left the home um they may be open to fostering and yeah. sharing their love with a child yeah um and i don't think they'll i don't think we know how just showing love yes. and opening up our homes and giving them this pleasant experience can really change mm-hmm. the trajectory of a child's life as well as yours that's right that's right in fact the Going back to that issue, um, when the decision was being mm-hmm. made for us to foster a child, um, I, I first initially was like, <laughs> told my wife, are you crazy? <laughs> you, how on earth could we be doing something like that? You know, having a child here, I mean, that's crazy. And her, her, her message to me was, you know, this could be the difference between him, you know, wiping car glass at a, at a stoplight and him graduating from Harvard. Yep. You know, and I was like, well, if put it like that. Yeah. You know? I, I love that argument. I, A1, A1 mm, argument. Absolutely. She, 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 she won right that. She won right there. <laughs> and so that is, yeah, you know, you, you just have to keep your mind open and your heart mm-hmm. open as well. Um, and there's just one other thing I wanted to mention, you know, you know, some people look at our adoption as being charitable or mm-hmm. as being um, somehow altruistic or philanthropic or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really isn't anything of that nature. You know, we didn't, you know, see a child in a home suffering and say, you know, let's take him out of that situation. Mm-hmm. No, you know, very much we believe that this was the way that it was meant to be for us. Okay. We believe that that Julian was destined to be ours from even before he was, you know. My heart. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's not a charity case. He is... Very much, I think, always from the moment. He definitely. Born, He's know, definitely so. a goth. Definitely a goth. <laughs> definitely a goth. And you can see, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the, the habits that he's been developing, you know, he's a very, very loving child. You know, yes. he's surrounded by love. We have a very, you know, um, supportive um, mm-hmm. family. You know, his village is very strong and, and 100% behind him. And you can see that in his development and how mm-hmm. it um, positively affects him. He's a very confident young yes. man. Very loving young man. I remember him jumping into my <laughs> arms when we met. You yeah. 
And, you know, those are some of the positive outcomes which come mm-hmm. from nurture. You know, that's not genetic. Yeah. And that's a feature of the environment in which he's grown up. So, in many respects, you know, he is always, in everything in everything except his DNA, he's always. Yes. And he's a reflection of us as well. And honestly, it's our it's our privilege to be able to say that we are his parents and that we are trying to raise him um, as part of our family. I'm very happy that we finally got to have this conversation. Yes. I I know I asked you so long ago and <laughs> you were so patient with me. Um, I'm really happy. I hope that we have made more people aware of yes. adoption and made more people interested in adopting and fostering. Um, you never know what might come from this. You never know. So anything you want to say, anything you want to close? Sure. I mean, I'm on social media. My accounts are mostly open. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, if anybody wants to reach out and, you know, have a private word with me about any aspect of it, I'm happy to, to, to support in any way I can. So where can they find you? Um, at Goffman on Twitter and um, Photogoff on Instagram. So that's G-O-F-F-E-M-A-N on Twitter. G-O-F-F-E-M-A-N and on Instagram, I am P-H-O-T-O-G-O-F-F-E, Photogoff. All right. Thank you so much, Gavin, for having this conversation with me. Um, I um, I feel privileged to have this. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me on and hopefully that... um, your your podcast will continue <laughs> to grow from strength to strength. It's my honor to be here. So if you want to reach out to me or find me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the layman's doctor. That's the layman's dr. Please feel free to send me a message, send me any questions. You may be featured on a podcast. Um, email me at the layman's doctor at gmail.com. Um, on whatever platform you're listening to this too, please subscribe. Leave us a rating and leave a comment as well. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.